me. I am so excited for this series, Creative Entrepreneurs. Honestly, they don't get enough credit. Um, so I'm so excited to have to share in my network the people that I know that are hustling and pushing their passion out there. Um, my friend today that I'm about to announce, she is such a special person. She is so hardworking. She's so organized. She's so creative, and she goes for what she wants. Um, please welcome Steph. Hi. Hi. Thank you for such a nice introduction. What a nice way to be starting out my day. <laughs> I'm so glad. Honestly, you're you're amazing. And like, I look up to you. So many people look up to you, and your peers, but like people that don't know you too, and they need to hear your stories. So I'm so excited to be. <laughs> Having you on my show today to interview you. Yes. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you to be able to chat with me. Ask yeah. me all the questions you want. PPT <laughs> to us meeting at George Brown. Like, <laughs> Oh my God. Yes. We used to go to school together for anybody who doesn't know. We actually yeah. started at the best planning. Special event planning at George Brown. We graduated in 2015. And we got in touch more recently. We, um, we choreographed a huge flag dance piece um for the opening of the biggest multicultural festival in north america carasaga um mm -hmm. and steph was like such a powerhouse she knew exactly what she wanted where and how and she planned it all out in her book before and then on the day out she like killed it so so I love proud, you say that. proud of you um <laughs> tell everyone what you do and yeah all the different career fields and pieces that you're involved in right now. Okay, so um, I guess you'd say like, I'm kind of like, because I'm entrepreneuring, I would say I'm like a little bit of a building block, but long-term goal, I would say I'm working towards right now is creative directing. So I focus a lot of my energy these days in performance coaching. Um, I really, really take the time to address any types of concerns that I find a lot of performers face. So having time to actually practice what they're essence looks like and their brand looks like on a stage to how they want to be presented on camera and getting familiar with it, how to increase their skill set and understanding what exactly their skill set is. So a lot of performers get so used to, you know, working across the standard expectation of like um, certain kicks, certain splits, certain turns, whatever it may be, but they might have like a really special skill to them that nobody else really utilizes or nor do they know about. So I work really intensively with more um, performers who are looking to actually take a serious step in their career want to start to identify how to properly brand themselves marketing wise, how to hold themselves with good um, social and marketing etiquette online to how they actually hold themselves on camera and the type of training that they get is very customized to what they need. So very specific on understanding what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are. And when I usually say weaknesses, I typically say areas of improvement because it's not technically a weakness. It's something that we just can take more time to focus on. Yeah. So I really, really work heavily. My main focus is a one-to-one -one program I offer. It's a 12-week intensive where I work with them, um, different performers who are looking to elevate and move from being a really well-known performer who maybe to your best friend they know about, but actually wants to get a job out of it. That's the person I work with. I help bridge that gap with them. Um, so that's one aspect I do, and that's probably my biggest focus, at least at the moment as I'm building. And then as I continue to work on stuff, I also manage an amazing artist. I don't know if anybody's heard of her, but she is from Toronto. She, uh, goes by the name of Melody. She actually used to go by Mel XD, but there's an X in the name in case anybody needs to know or is searching it up. 
Um, so I also manage her. I manage her alongside of one of my business partners and the two of us work together to kind of help a really, you know, accentuate everything about her online all over the world. So that's kind of been where my focus has also been. Um, and I think that's kind of where I rooted from truthfully was the managing side of it. I started out as a director and um, a choreographer on set with her. And I was working very closely with her exactly in the essence of performance coaching that I do. So that was kind of where we built. And then I started to work with her more heavily and hands-on as a manager. And um, that's kind of, I think, where the direction is I'm going at the moment. Um, I traditionally, as you know, have come from a dance background and an acting background. I have done singing in my life. I am just not the singer in the room, but that's okay, you know, to each their own. That's my area of improvement. <laughs> But um, I focus more from coming from a dance perspective and acting perspective. So I have the both of them that really play a part in everything I've done, um, leading me up till today to getting into the stuff I'm doing. Kind of just all plays a part when you're in the arts and entertainment industry, exactly. I'd like to say. It all comes together. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah. And you're a creative director. So like you are freelance kind of in that as well, right? Yes. So this is something I've been like working on, as you know, like the flag dance was probably my first time of truly like taking choreography and building it into a creative directing perspective. So really understanding the big picture of the performance and what visuals I wanted to create for the audience and the viewer um, and understanding how exactly to put pieces together and make them more metho methodically done. So it's not just a dance. And I say that not in a way to put down dance, like it's not just a routine that moves to music. It's like there's a message that's conveyed behind it. There's purpose behind why it's being built. And I think that's where the creative directing essence kind of builds in. Um, I actually build now more into it on visuals. So I'm much more into the digital side and I truly do love it, like the music video world. So even in the program I'm working on, something that a lot of people don't know about is that I'm working on building them into full-fledged concept videos that have these creative direct directing essences to them and allow them to be, have messages that kind of speak to like aspects of things we experience in life and why they're so important or they're so dominant in what we learn. Um, so yeah, it's something that I work on. I think creative direction is definitely the direction I'm moving into. Um, not that I don't love to coach, but I think where my purpose lays is more in the creative building and storyboarding and storytelling world. Um, and it's something I've just been very passionate about. And I think over the last few years of dancing and getting back into the industry. Because when we met, I was in school with you for event planning. And that was kind of the segue back into arts and entertainment. And after that, it was a layering of building of taking a dance class and then getting into a program and then working with certain companies in the city. And all those sorts of experiences kind of built my brain to start working this way again, to be like, okay, let me do something that's a little different from what I've seen, you know? I love that. I love that. Yeah. You're taking your skills and your strengths and moving it into, okay, what do I want? What do now I have the ropes, like, let me drive yes. my vision. Um, I love it that like both of us were kind of like dancers for a long time. And it's kind of interesting just to see the natural progression of us, like choreographing and, you know, directing now and like leading now it's just a natural progression of like okay mm -hmm. i had my time on stage and now we're kind of like you know we're still kind of into it like we'd still perform but we're moving more into like all right let my vision come to life i love it um yeah I think what are some ups and downs of 
entrepreneur life. Like I, this is real talk with Marty. Like I want to know what are some amazing moments and what are some really tough moments that you face? Okay. Uh, which one do you want to hear first? Because I think they're always loaded. Maybe bad news first. I yeah, like. bad and then we'll turn it to good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, okay. Bad moments about entrepreneurship. Um, the biggest learning I think I found from it that's really hard that I think people underestimate, myself included when I started, is the importance of being your biggest fan and truly sitting with that and knowing that like I'm going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I think every single day is a little bit of a battle because as much as you're excited, you're, you're excited for something that you don't know. So you're always kind of anticipating what's to come, but hopeful that something bigger is coming. And as a brand new entrepreneur working into the industry, um, even, you know what, I would say entrepreneurs who probably have been in this for 10, 15 years still probably face this, is that you might have a huge win in a different day. And then you have all of these things that could potentially go wrong the next day or challenges that you start to face. And you question if you're actually in the right position again. And I think we, uh, especially when we start out, we get this like, it's like imposter syndrome we like have to fake it till we make it but I think the term sounds worse than what it actually is so fake it till you make it doesn't mean like you're not it and you're pretending you are and then you're gonna do it it's like you have to keep working towards what you want so um as you said a natural progression we started out as dancers we understand is obtaining information quickly, how it's, what it's like to be the artist behind the screen, right? Um, and that's something that's so important that I find is a massive disconnect in the arts and entertainment industry traditionally. People who are usually behind the screen have never actually been on the screen to understand what the artist or the performer needs in order to really exemplify their skill set on screen and hit the like absolute mark. So it's something that we've naturally progressed into, but when you are naturally progressing into it, you don't know that you're going to go that direction except for saying yes and going for it. You know what I'm saying? And you don't really know where you fit perfectly until you start saying yes to opportunities. So when you're entrepreneuring, I think the massive thing is a lot of people say, yes, I'm open to the opportunities. But the problem is when you have the days where you haven't heard from someone or you're having a follow-up or you're going to have to take the extra leap to find that opportunity, we get these moments of like, Am I even supposed to be doing this? Should I do this? Should I just give up now? Maybe I'm like a joke. You know, we we put these negative thoughts in our mind where we're like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I, it's going to be a joke. Maybe this isn't something that actually is going to like um, resonate with people. Will this make money? When is it going to make money if it does? These are like literally constant thoughts we think. Wow. Um, and I think that's a huge part of the downs of entrepreneurship is that you constantly have to put like your own shield on to remind yourself like I am bulletproof and I'm strong enough to do this. And right. you have to keep gunning for it and working and putting all of your energy in. And there are so many days where you will feel like you put 150% of your energy into something that got you zero dollars today. But it's not that you're working for today. You're working for a year, uh, 10 years from now, two years from now. You're working this hard now so that something pops off in a year. And it's going to be, you hope and you pray that all that investment of 100 every single day ends up being massive amounts of like um a compensation at the end that makes up for all that time you didn't make exactly but the but the problem is when you're in the heart of it and you're working towards it yes and every day becomes a thought of like should i give up now maybe i'm going like is this all wasted time you constantly question yourself that and i think it's because 
we want it so bad and we're so vulnerable in opening ourselves up to say like, this is what I love. The same way, you know, you build it in your own way, right? You started out as a dancer, but you're finding your niche is sitting and hosting, right? And you, it doesn't mean you don't love dancing. It doesn't mean you can't choreograph. It doesn't mean you can't direct. These are all elements that exist in you because of all of your experiences on set, on stages, on competitions, in cameras, like that's part of it. But you are finding your niche and the only way you found it was by saying yes. But if you think back to all those experiences that got you to where you are today, it was hustling every day, getting up, being gone 10 hours a day, doing things 12 hours a day, saying yes to free opportunities, volunteering your face on the screen. But you have to do it because the only way someone's going to notice you or say, you know what? I've seen you before. I want to work with you is because you did that work, right? So I think that's the exact same thing. As an entrepreneur, we face these struggles, especially as a creative, like, our art is subjective and we want everyone to love it, but we don't know. And we've accepted that not everyone will, but we get really nervous that what if no one loves it? What if we're the only one who likes it? You know what I mean? That's where we get scared. And every day you have to remind yourself, like, it's okay. Somebody's in my corner. And it's, it's about building, I think, the biggest, I guess, turnaround on this um, because I love to talk about, yes, we talk about the weak spots, but how I found eliminate these weak spots is... When you're as an entrepreneur, it's really important, I think, to surround yourself with other people who are just as driven as you, who are young entrepreneurs the same way, who are out there hustling for it, or mentors that you know have seen become successful that are close enough you can engage with. I think it's super important because it will remind you that when you're having a low day, there's support to remind you that it's not, it's just a low day and that's not where it's going for the future. These people are all yes. hustling and they're in yes. this together and you kind of bounce ideas off each other and you're like hey I had a bad day you're like I had that yesterday don't worry like keep going you keep you keep motivating yeah. each other. And that's so true to have those people in your corner yeah. and I think I'm kind of touching on that so that's one weak spot you'll always have uh, another one I'm going to talk about so the first one was like the questions of like negative ego I would call it like always questioning yourself if you're good enough another one is competition People as entrepreneurs get really nervous about being an, an entrepreneur and question themselves because of the competition that exists. Um, it's funny. I actually will say it, but I still have to remind myself every day of this. When you tend to find competitors who are going to like do things that either might feel like they're cramping your style, jumping on your idea, or taking something that's yours or doing something similar. It's like you have to remind yourself that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. And that if you are going to be focusing on seeing those sorts of things, like, okay, somebody else is competing with me and doing something similar, that's where you almost have to go back to igniting that shield and saying, that's okay. Competition is healthy. I need to be sure that what I'm doing is 100% what I'm doing. Because if I'm at 100, I shouldn't have to worry about what they're doing. Let them flourish in the way they are, right? And the thing is, you might be both starting on the same path and going for the same two things, calling the same shot. But eventually, you're going to spear off to what you're good at right? And they're not going to cross. And if they do cross, it might be the perfect opportunity to stop making a competition and start seeing it as collaboration. So it's very important that I think when it comes to competition, people get really nervous because they think like, oh my God, now I, it's like, we get into this like, like man eats man energy where everyone's like, let me grab it. You know what I mean? (laughs) But like, um, it's about, I think, reminding yourself that if it is, if there are people who are competing with you or like, you know, touching on the same things you're doing for ideas, it means you're in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to remind myself of that a lot, especially when I'm watching like bigger performers. Like I know this year when I was really starting this up and I hadn't actually announced doing my programming with the performance coaching, I was just managing Mel. Um, 
at that point, I remember watching Coachella, for example, and seeing Beyonce's opening set, how they call it, like Beychella. And I remember watching like the whole behind the scenes on Netflix. And when I watched a lot of it, I was like, I'm already doing a lot of these things in the background. Wow. And in my mind, I might've thought like, oh my God, does that mean I'm not good enough because someone else is already doing it? But instead of taking it that way, I was like, you know what? It means I'm on par. It means yeah. I'm doing something right. Because if I'm doing what the person is doing right now that's making Beyonce set and I'm doing it now in my career and I don't feel out of place or like, oh shit, I should have done that. You know what I mean? It means that I only have room to elevate. It means that what they've built, I'm going to layer. And I think at the end of the day, as entrepreneurs, we always want to hope that we're going to leave a legacy in some capacity, whatever art form we're in. And that yeah. people remember us the same way people remember Picasso or, you know, Celine Dion. Like everybody wants that moment right but if you look back to people like Picasso the artists of today have elevated what Picasso built and said okay like now that he set a new base we're gonna layer it I love so that. the thing is you want to almost hope that your art and your work isn't just a hundred because you're coming in to do it for yourself it's because you're hoping that one day you'll inspire someone else to build off what you did you know what I'm saying I want to segue into what are some of your future goals in your career um, yes. So, oh, I didn't even say anything about positive notes. I feel like I just jumped oh, right into well, that. Okay. Kind of went into ups and downs. Yeah, you did. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So, um, future for my career and positives, I guess I'll combine the two. Yeah. So I think some positives as an entrepreneur that is helping me like maintain the big picture of where I want to go for my future career is that there, when you hit your wins, you really realize how important they are because we underestimate them. I feel like we spend like 50 days in the desert working our ass off for the 51th day for something to pop. And then the whole world pops thinking like this was organic and you're like, I've been grinding for like a month or two straight. No. No sleep. Like this is like life. But yeah. when you have these wins, I think we also underestimate them, but they're so important to our career. Um, and I think like an example for me that has happened a couple of times, like when I started out the performance coaching program, I went in completely rogue, being mindful that I didn't want to take away or cramp anyone else's style of people I've learned, but how can I elevate in my own way? So I didn't know I was coming in. And a lot of people said, you know, Steph, if you only get one client the first time, like that's a win, you still got someone to buy in, right? And I ended up getting five in the first program that signed up with me. And a lot of people like around me were like, Stephanie, this is a massive win. And meanwhile, I'm like, yeah, it's okay. But I mean, like, I need to go for more, right? Like, I'm always thinking, what more can I do? What more can I do? But I've learned that I have to rein back because the positives of entrepreneurship is like, no matter how big the success is, it's still a success and it's still yeah. a win and it's still telling you something's right, right? So um, recently, I guess you would say like one massive win that I actually woke up this morning and saw was um, I've been working really hard for the last couple of months heavily with Mel as um, her manager to help promote Girls Are Better, um, which is her new song that got released, the remix version at least. Um, and I've been pushing it a lot on TikTok and working with her to try and help promote it. And this morning I saw that it hit 18 million views. And I was like, okay, you know, you think back to like a month prior when the song released, the remix and there was zero views right because you didn't know and you were doing I was doing my legwork to try and contact that's a massive takeaway I hope to instill in this to whoever's listening relationships are so important so do not burn them always try to be as kind as possible treat others the way you want to be treated because these 
the, the in, industry is so small. It really is, especially the successful yes, industry. Yes, a hundred percent. It is all 100%. about you know. Like honestly, you could be an okay dancer, an okay choreographer, but if you put a strong foot forward, you make such a good impression. You make others feel welcomed and warm and and heard. Then you're putting you know such a good image of yourself in somebody's mind. They're gonna think of you first. A hundred percent. And I think like another thing is a lot of people underestimated, and this is something because I manage, I understand it. Being a content creator or an artist, it's so important that you are genuine with your relationships and that you build organic relationships. And like how you said, you make someone feel heard or feel good, but also from your side of it, knowing that you don't want to be representing yourself as uptight, stuck up attitude, anything like bad, like, you know, bad etiquette, because People who are in the industry, we work so heavily and so in each other's faces, whether it be late nights, long hours, days at a time, on tour, whatever it is. If you guys, if your ego gets in the way and you start focusing too much on me, 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 and stop focusing on what I can give to others and how to be a giver, it ends up diminishing your opportunities because people don't want to work with you. And that's a huge thing I talk about in performance coaching and like working with people the way I mentor them is like really understanding like, the etiquette side of it right if you're on stage it's not about you even though it is about you as a performer or a dancer you're supporting an artist and and if an artist has something go wrong it's not about focusing on how it went wrong it's about how do you pivot so everything's fine right like it's just about like showbiz is all about things going wrong and then finding the right way to make it work it's always been like this you and I know this right so um going back to this I think like in the long term I haven't really set my mind on where I don't have a title for myself, if this makes sense, but I feel like I sit in creative direction, absolutely. Um, But I think the three categories I'm sitting in between management, creative directing, and choreography or training and mentoring like young performers into the future is absolutely where I want to continue to sit. I think that's where my my body is meant to be, my mind is meant to be. Um, But I'm not sure what my title is. I've always kind of made a joke. Um, I don't have people who... I look up to is the word, but inspire me. There's a difference, I think. Um, I don't want to be them. I don't want to become them. I just want to be inspired by them to become something myself. Yeah. Um, so I think my, I call this like my future Stephanie is going to be like a hybrid between um, like a Scooter Braun because he's like a personal manager who does a lot of Justin Bieber's and Demi Lovato and all these people. So I think like a Scooter Braun mixed with like, a gale and hooks because she's very good at teaching. She, uh, she has a very similar synchronicity to me in terms of like how you approach a routine and how songs and dances don't need to be overly complicated to be effective. Um, and how like emotion is so important and versatility is so important as performers because success comes in all shapes and sizes. So you want to be able to like mold into any of those. Right. Um, and then last but not least, Periscope Bell. I think her and I visually see things very similar. Um, I don't know her, obviously, personally, but she's someone I definitely am inspired by and I appreciate because it's, um, it was moments like seeing royal family come together where my brain had housed something like that for so long but never knew how to exemplify or show it to the world. Right. Um, and seeing people like Paris be able to create what she's done with Savage Fenty Fashion Show with Rihanna and stuff, those were all things like 10 years ago I was like, I want to see a Victoria's Secret show turn into a dance show. But oh, I didn't know yeah. how to, I was like, I'm like, 
10, 20 years from now, maybe I'll get to do that. We'll see. And I got into event planning to try and help building that side of me to understand the business. Um, And so seeing people like Paris and Galen Hooks and Scooter Braun, who are all very like dominant in their career paths and are notable faces that people like respect and look up to. I definitely think like wherever my direction is going, because I don't know the title yet, it is very much in that housing station of those three entities that play such massive roles. And I hope that I can play the same kind of influential role one day to inspire and help people and remind them that like starting, like we make this joke, uh, like, you know, you start from your basement or you start out of your garage, that that really does become the starting point, but you build into something way bigger past your mind. And I hope, that I am able to do that to myself is like be able to see what the future Stephanie is, is way bigger than whatever the heck I thought so that I can remind people about like moments like this to be like, Hey, I was sitting on a couch in a very standard space. It's not like I was like in some bougie place yet, you know, but I built into something bigger and beautiful because I've worked from the gr- like the ground up in the grind. You I know? love that. I want to segue into talking about the importance or not of university college because I know you've been through a a few different programs and a lot of like high schoolers would want to know this information of you know what program do I take should I even go to school is what I want to do you know do I have to backtrack and go get a degree or do I not like I I did one semester of Ryerson business dropped out it wasn't for me (laughs) And then did event planning, and I liked how hands-on learning it was. Oh, my God, yes. I don't want to be an event planner, but I segued into host, choreographer, you know what I mean, dancer. But it it made sense for you because at the end of the day, you understood the event side. What about you? What do you think? What's your advice of, like, yeah, maybe doctor, lawyer, definitely go to school, Mm -hmm. but what about creative director or choreographer or dancer? Like, what do you think? What's your advice of college university yes or no okay so I think my biggest advice is like from the experience that I've had um I started out at Wilfrid Laurier first and I went for psychology as a major um I initially when I was going into the program I had a very different expectation for myself I had danced for like 15 20 years at this point or whatever god I sound so old 15 years of my life at that point but I had given it up in high school the way you traditionally do because you know if you didn't At least back when I was growing up, you were told, like, if you didn't get something by grade 12, you pretty much were off the map. So, um, unfortunately, in grade 12, I had gotten hit by a car. I was out like a light. I didn't have, I couldn't dance anymore. I pretty much lost that year. So, um, I had accepted as a sign from God to focus on other things. So, I got into psych. When I went to university for psychology, I found it was really beneficial, but it taught me a lot of about what I didn't want, which I think like is something that's not a bad thing, right? Like I think um, as a high schooler, when you're getting into it, you really wanna, I can't stress this enough, you really wanna introspect on what your skills are and really take time before you make a decision. Um, I find a lot of people take the pressure on of taking on a course or going to a school because their parents have said they should do it and their parents are an accountant or a businessman or something that they've decided for them that like you're gonna be a dentist, you know what I mean? But maybe your passion is not that, right? Um, I think it's very, very important as a person who is going to, like any person who's going to continue to live their life for themselves, you got to start looking introspectively on what exactly you want to learn. 
I did psych to start thinking I was going to go into being like a high school guidance counselor because I really wanted to help people be inspired. I knew that the essence was I didn't want people to feel so low at like teenage years and not remember that they can actually get through this part that like hormones and everything else affect you, but you will get past the crappy part of high school. You know what I mean? Um, and then being in the program made me realize I didn't want to be in such a serious position and that I didn't want to carry so much um, of my job home because I can't, I'm so empathetic. So I went and started to drive the force behind what was it in sight that made me want to be in it, right? And that's when I picked, like, I want to make people happy. So when I made the change into event planning, it was because I felt naturally events make people happy. They're memories that people want to remember. And you're doing all the hard work for them to remember a really, really great day. So I pulled from something that I started out not expecting, right? Like, and I think that's an important piece to say to people is don't think that like the first time you go into a program, whatever it is, that you have to stick to it or that you're a failure if you walk away from it, because it's not that it's, it's a very hard thing at 16, 17 now to be deciding on where you're going, right? Like right. where's the rest of my life taking me at 17 years old? I'm 10 years ago. I did not know that. You know what I mean? I thought I was going a very different direction. Um, so I think the first thing is from university perspective, I definitely think that there are different purposes behind university and college, similar to what you said. College is definitely more hands-on learning. It doesn't mean that you're not, I feel like people have put this taboo in or the stigma that like college means you're dumber. It's not that at all. I have a story for you right now. So I went to Ryerson for business because in high school, it was kind of like my thoughts were bubbled. Doctor, lawyer, teacher, dance studio owner. I didn't know what else was out there. So um, I went to business because I'm like, I'll open a dance studio. And my I, I was failing accounting at Ryerson. <laughs> and my accounting professor pulls me into her office. She goes, drop out right now. I said, like, what? She goes, you're not going to pass the final. She was so real with me. I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening? She goes, what would you rather be doing right now? I said, dancing. She goes, go do it. I said, actually, like, I don't absolutely, like, I like dancing, but like, I kind of want to have do something else. She's like, did you know the graduates of George Brown business two years are excelling and doing way better than the graduates of Ryerson for your degree? Yeah. She told me that she's a Ryerson professor. I'm like, excuse me. She goes, they're going to yeah, don't say her name. <laughs> real project experience versus textbook memorization. I was like, oh my God, this university professor is telling me this. So dropped out the rest of the year. Then I did two years of George Brown event planning. And after that, I took five years to jump into the world. Background acting, promo, like performing with five companies and all these different things, magician's assistant, circus company. I just tried things and met people and just got out there. And like, honestly, I kind of recommend a gap year because I mean, yes, it's I corona, agree. whatever, it's COVID, this is rough. But like 2021, whatever. Um, <laughs> like, get out there, meet people. Audience coordinating is my dream job. And I'm a CTV audience coordinator backup. Who knew that was someone's career? If I didn't go out in the world, go to that show for free or meet these people along the way, I wouldn't have known that's a career. That's somebody's job. That's a full-time job. Like, you know, it's getting out there and experiencing but yeah, yep. um, like if you, if you don't know, it's good to have like a degree. Like I'm, I'm glad I have a two year something. Right. Right. And I think that goes, programs, haven't you? 
Yeah. So I actually like kind of going back to it. So when it came to university, I feel like the first thing is like, yeah, definitely don't feel like you're stuck in one decision. Just be mindful that like, even at a starting point, you want to start somewhere you think you want to start, right? right. You want to still make sure you're there. Try and I think that that's also trying, seeing what, what works for you, what doesn't, what's worth your energy, what's not, what, where can you thrive with your skills? Where is it not working? I dropped out, right. out university dropout. Like I'm proud to say it. I'm glad I experienced it. Yeah. Like, you know, the big textbooks and memorizing and, you know, a couple hundred people in one room. It was interesting versus like George Brown was 30 people in a room and we did real hands-on projects. Right. But I'm glad I went to both to experience and try both. Exactly. And I think with university, it goes back to like, we, we say it this way, university is very philosophical. It's like, you always want to, like, it's almost getting your gears moving inside, right? You're always thinking like, what more could you do? Like, it's very theoretically speaking, what, what can build? And that's why a lot of times, like, I find doctors and dentists and stuff come out of it because it's not so pragmatic and like logical. It's not so like, okay, so point A turns to point B and that's it. Like it's meant to be a space to help challenge your mind to expand, right? That's what I think university does a lot. Um, and so we read a lot and we do a lot of textbook work because when we really come back to it, it's the things that are going to like, the textbook is essentially like your baseline and you're expected to build off what you've read, right? Whereas college, college is very much about like pragmatic, logical, like really putting things into perspective. So it's not talking about what if, it's about how to, like how to do something. Right. So when it came to college, like I, I did take uh, like an eight month break, I think between like when I dropped out of you know, uh, Laurier, I dropped out of my program. And then I went into George Brown at the same time as you. And that eight months I served and I absolutely agree with you. I think that there's a time in there where you need to almost be like alone to figure it out, especially when you've kind of realized the first thing didn't work. It takes it like, it almost puts more perspective for a person to kick it into gear and be like, Hey, what do you actually want to do? Because you aren't happy here. So what are you planning to do now? Right. Like, um, is for example, background acting. I was on set with like 40 around 40 new people, new people almost every day promo exactly. is new staff you work with every shift so it was exactly what do, do? what do you do what do you do what do you do and it was kind of like oh you're a cartoonist oh you're an accountant oh you're a right oh you're an actor like it really just opened my eyes to all right. these career paths I had no idea existed Exactly. And I think with call, like, so going back to this college university question, it's just yeah. like, I think that it is valuable because any education is going to continue to keep you always like leveling up. Right. And I think like we, we as humans were forever learning and being educated in some capacity, whether it be on the types of jobs there are to the types of opportunities that exist to how you hold yourself. You life is all about learning. You're never not learning. So right. Being an intensive and getting into a program like college or university, it's not a bad thing to go into either or. One is not better than the other. I think it's all about what makes sense to see fit for you. I finished event planning and the same thing as yourself. I walked out. I I did get lucky and I ended up getting a job right away out of it as a full-time event planner for like the city. I was working for the government. I was doing party, like I was community building actually, which was very much in the area of what I wanted with psych. Remember like coming back to it, I wanted to build events that allowed children and underprivileged families to have something they love. So I really fulfilled what I was looking for, at least at the time. But when I got to the place where I realized like, okay, I've been in this program for like this job for four years and I feel like I've capped at what I'm going to be able to do here. Like I kind of am on a cyclical like system. I was like, okay, now I want to go bigger. So I would say two years into my, uh, my full-time job, 
that's when I actually went back to my event, my Laurier degree, because I realized now I was ready. This is the time I want to now take this back on. I want to revisit psych because I want to understand people better. I want to understand society better. I want to understand the theoretical topics or the like the discussions in a textbook to say, what could I build theoretically to help evolve a community, to help evolve society, to help wow. evolve the entertainment industry? What sorts of like psyche thoughts do we have? What sorts of... Um, like memories or what types of sorts of colors and looks and visuals stimulate our mind in a positive way and what actually stimulates it in a negative way because knowledge is power and if I understand that then when I come into creating whether it be an event or a theme or the type of routine I'm making or the visual on a screen I'm so cognizant of what I'm doing with color choices to why someone's doing this to the choice of people because I've learned so much about the psyche and understanding this theoretical side and being like, okay, if I understand that Carl Jung says this or that Sigmund Freud said, you know, certain colors stimulate minds or when a child's this age, this tends to be the thing that they're, they're more likely to be drawn to their mother or their father. Me understanding those things allows me to make an educated decision into why I've built something the certain way I have when it comes to performing or creating, wow. right? So, so cool. I think... Like we learned this a lot in our flag dance. We like, if it wasn't for me being in school at the time, like, and I'll actually, I'll tell you a really quick story on this funny note. One time when I was dealing with this at the very beginning, when I was um, just starting out as a director, like for choreography with Mel, I hired someone else to work with and I was working with a few people as performers and I ran into an issue where I needed to deal with conflict resolution. Right. And naturally we we get so fired up when we're angry we're like bah! and you have to professionally take back all those emotions and realize how do you logically discuss what the concern is and how do you also encourage someone to want to be better if you're facing a struggle right and so funny enough the day i had to have the conversation i was like i don't know how i'm gonna have this conversation so i was like screw it i'm gonna go sit down and finish reading my book and get my my course done so I ended up reading this chapter and I'll never forget the moment I happened. I, I was reading through a page and a whole paragraph of my chapter reading that day ended up being all about how to conflict resolution, like conflict resolution and how to best approach someone to encourage them to do what you want without being like um, demeaning them or condescending and like talking to them like they're not good enough. So it ended up answering wow. what I needed that day because right. I was reading a textbook from school. So it, it's very interesting how like the world works with you sometimes when you're trying to like be mindful about like how to help continue to excel in your career. And that's why I think like forever education is important. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm finally coming to like the end of my degree and finishing this year, it's like weird. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm so happy to be done school and get to focus all of this learning into everything I'm doing. But at the same time, I'm so thankful it existed during the career path. And I think that's going back to what you said. Even if you start and take a year off or you take your year in between, like, you know, your two courses or programs that you think you want to be in, it continuing to be educated as you grow in your career at the beginning and always is so beneficial because you will forever be flourishing and evolving with society and helping society evolve. You can't be a step ahead if you don't even know what the step is you're supposed to be at. Right? right? So I think that's why education is important. And I think that people always like say, oh, well, if I'm not going to be a doctor or a dentist, I don't need school. That's not true. It's just what kind of program do you want to get into? Maybe it's not traditional schooling. There are 
beauty, like people who get into esthetician programs, they go into a whole other trade of a schooling specifically for them now that's been built. Or if you want to get into like more healing work and being more spiritually in tune, that's a whole other school. You just have to start becoming like start um, researching and start getting yourselves known because you never know who you're going to cross in the same way you might have met someone on a background acting being like, oh my God, she's an accountant. Okay, one day you might need an accountant and that's exactly what you're going to call now, right? Like 100%. where that opportunity will sit. I think it's just don't push away from being educated or letting yourself be a student. I think we're forever students in a room. Even when you're a teacher, you're still a student to someone. You're just teaching someone else from your learning. Right. 100%. It's so, it's so, that's so key. Like always keep an open mind. We're continuously learning. Like these, you know, 50, 60 year olds that have owned businesses for so long, all of a sudden social media is new for them. Right. Minds. That's something brand new for them to learn. Yeah. And so, yeah, with my, with your schooling and my schooling experience, just, just our stories. So interesting. We learned so much within those schooling and with and outside of it too so like you're right just continuous learning whether it's on the field and you're meeting mm-hmm. people and you're doing things or it's a program that you have an interest right. in even if it's not something you're going into you still learn something from it and 100 yeah. and i think every single piece of oh sorry i was gonna say every piece of skill set i think is beneficial like the way you talk about it right you got into event planning for different reason you went into it like it was a business side you didn't know you didn't truthfully care or know if you want to be the event planner but you knew that you wanted to be in events and arts arts and entertainment world but it by going to school the way you did i'm sure you could speak to this like it's benefited you to become a smarter host choreographer and dancer and performer right? Because you understand the struggles behind the scenes and how can you help make it easier? Yes. It's the same thing for myself when I'm directing or on stage or when we did the flag dance and um, background on this for those who don't know, there was like an issue the day of the stage. We got there and ended up having a completely different set for the stage. We were not forewarned. We had done formations all around a different set. And all of a sudden we were like three hours out from stage time and we had to adjust because what we wanted to do was just not doable anymore. I think learning everything we did from event planning, knowing timelines, understanding when people needed things, what types of requirements we needed, like the AV guy and the technician on site and where's the music and where's the steps. We knew, I knew the types of questions to ask because of event planning. Yes. It wasn't even, but I wasn't doing event planning. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't the event planner that day, but I understood how to adapt. Or like now that I'm doing more like behind screen work and concept videos and these like visuals, I'm still operating like an event planner with a schedule and times and what time should I be done this by and what time do we need for this and how long do I need to allocate on this scene and storyboarding and this, all those details came from the root of education and event planning that it's not the exact same, but I derived those ideas from somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. You you have that experience to learn all that and you're taking that into what you're doing now. Um, I love, I literally love this. Yes! All of this, yes! Um, Last piece before we go. I know you are so, you're just so knowledgeable and like so smart in everything you do, but what is some advice and like, what, what do you stand behind if you're going to tell a young entrepreneur or a young dancer or, or a friend? What would you say is like some top advice? I know you've given advice already this show, but what's no, a deep-rooted, strong 
hardcore advice that you would give? Okay. Um, I'm going to spew them out because that's how I work best. Um, relationship building is super important, but understand the difference between organic relationship building and, um, fake I'm gonna call it fake but not that like surface level relationship building so like just know that people see through that really quickly if you're gonna be like hey your shirt looks so cute do you have a job we know we know that's what you're asking right we want if you want to become memorable make your relationships organic pay attention to every relationship you build and genuinely invest in it. Don't half-ass it because part of what you give is what you get. So be mindful that every time you give out half-ass work or you're not as genuine, that's likely going to come back to you and you don't want that. That's one. Two, don't give up on your dream even if people say that like it's not realistic because at the end of the day, the only people you should be, I've said this to multiple people, but when it comes to being someone new in your program or wanting to build to become something big, the only people you should be taking any type of serious advice from is somebody you actually look up to. So somebody who actually has what you want, somebody who's attained the career you hope to achieve, or somebody who you really value the opinion from. But if it's somebody who is a student sitting alongside of you telling you you're never going to get that, do you want their life? Is that what you want? What they have right now, is that what you want? Because if it's not, then stop laying so much weight into what they say because they're they're not helping you right so i think um and i think when it comes to believing in your dream i really want to stop the stigma of the starving artist uh, and the reason i say that is because it's not true not every artist is starving there are tons of performers and artists out there that are completely fine in what they do and whatever you believe you want to get into you can do the the real key is quality not quantity. So make sure every decision you make has quality behind it. There's a reason you did it. There's a, there's a real purpose. It wasn't just because I heard it was cute to do. Like I thought it, the, the organization I was working with was in total alignment of my moral like compass. Um, the type of work that they were pro providing or creating was very much up my artistic alley. Like you want to be so purposeful in why you make a decision and stop worrying so much about pumping out content and focus more on creating quality content that's worth putting out. Because once it comes out, five videos mean nothing if one is this, like incredible, right? Like when you look at any type of major Grammy or massive film that gets put out in the world that we talk about is like award winning, it's because of one film that got invested in for two years, not because they shoved it in 15 minutes, you know, or two months. Like, and I think that's a huge thing that we str uh, struggle with. And a lot of like the quote unquote starving artists come from bad planning. It's about being strategic and planning every decision you make. If you put your time and energy into planning every decision so it's calculated, you will be successful. It's just about being on top of your stuff and focusing all that energy into the right thing. You know what I'm saying? So I really, really think like when it comes to advice for the future artist, I hope that it's somebody... Um, that's mindful about just making sure that they're building a good relationship and that they're building um, a very, very mindful repertoire for where their success is going to go. I love that so much. Honestly, it's so unique to hear these things because a lot of the time we don't. Like a lot of things that you just said like are so powerful and like brilliant, but it's something that we don't usually think about. So There you are. Did you hear me okay? Sorry. I don't know what happened there. Uh, no, so true. So true that you're 
you're breaking it all down and you're like, hold on a second. Even if I'm not making crazy money right now or my vision, my main vision is not happening right now, I'm building the foundation and I'm putting out quality and I'm organizing and I'm strategically planning. You're so right when you look at movies or when you look at mentors and things like that, it's like, Figure they out put their heart and soul into one thing. And that's the thing I think we're all so good at about saying, oh, and my last piece of advice. Enough competition, there's success for everyone. Everybody yes. can be successful. You need to stop worrying about cramping someone's style. If you see somebody else being so successful alongside of you because they found their groove, be happy for them. Don't be jealous. Be inspired that they found their groove to inspire you to find yours. You know what I'm saying? Because... Um, can you stop? It's me? not the same thing. It's not, um, I don't want it to. Hold on one sec. Hold on one sec. Mom, can you, uh, I'm just recording. I'll be five minutes. I can hear it. Thank you so much. Two, two more minutes. <laughs> Gotta go. But no, well, Brian, um, out. but anyways, continue. Yes. yes. I just, I want to say like, just, um, being mindful that there's no, like to really cut the competition and just focus on yourself and be inspired by the people who you see end up kicking it off because they do something that's amazing. It's like, don't be mad or try and jump on their idea to be like, Oh, okay. So they did that. So it, that's what works. I'm going to do it. No, that's what works for them. That's people resonate with it because that's them. I'm not going to come and be a host because I see you popping off as a host. You know what I mean? I'm happy you found yours. So it's like, okay, now I want to be inspired that you found it. So that means I have something too. I got to find mine. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing is trusting yourself and just trusting that as long as you have a purpose and there's a plan and taking that time, stop rushing about saying like, Oh my God, go today because I have to. It's like, I spent three, four months almost a year, actually, I built almost a whole year of waiting to launch this performance program. Wow. So it was exactly what I wanted when I did it. Don't rush. It will come. Everything good comes with time if you put the right investment in. So Absolutely. and you know what, this is what I always say, there's 7 billion people on the planet. Everyone has a different life path. Like you're right, success for everyone out there. You know what yes. I mean? Like, yeah, you can, it, it's, it's so easy to be jealous, but it's way more yeah. inspired. Cool. They're doing that. Awesome. Now that I know that this exists, let me spin it off in my way or cool. I'm, I'm going for this, mm -hmm. but if it's not working out, it means it wasn't meant for me. Let's try something else. But yeah, you're right. Us doing what we love doing, what we are passionate to just like get out of bed every morning is inspiring others. Yes. And I think that's important. And once you get into it, just remember that, like you said, I forget all the time. I don't think that I, I'm like, I inspire people. What are you talking about? I'll inspire people. But the fact that you say it is like good because it reminds me and it reminds every other entrepreneur who starts that you're going to inspire somebody in the line. You don't even know it. You might not think it. I don't think it. Every day I wake up, I'm like, oh my God, I have 500 things to do. I don't know. <laughs> think about like, Ooh, somebody's inspired by me. I'm just like, I hope somebody likes my work. You know what I mean? Because like, you go through these. You're going to watch this show back and be like, look how many strong, smart points I hit. And uh, like, I'm so inspired by you. And like, we've been friends for so long, but like people that are going to watch this are going to say, wow, she is jumping in towards her dreams. She's taking it in such a smart way that so many pieces that you said so many people wouldn't even think about so 
yeah, in our in our daily lives, we're like, oh my God, I'm stressed about this. I got to do this. I got to do this. But really, there's so many people older, our age, younger, that really can take so much inspiration from you. So I'm so happy to to have you as a star and a guest and a special talent on this show because (laughs) you really deserve it. You really deserve the recognition. Like you put so much in. I I know all your, I don't even know all your behind the scenes, but I know you like. Yeah, you know it enough. (laughs) Always doing so many things, but you're doing them in such a smart way that like, you're building a foundation and uh it's so it's so powerful and inspirational to see so well and i hope that everybody remembers to have it too they can have it too yes 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 look at steph people look what (laughs) she's doing she's paying rent okay she's paying rent by pursuing her passion she goes i don't want to go back to serving that's not happening so she's working so hard to do the thing exactly And on the background of that, for anybody who is watching this as well, when it comes to being safe, I lived for four years in a safe job working at the government. My parents, everyone around me thought I was insane for walking away from a full-time secure job, but it did not ignite me and it did not make me feel good. And I was like, honestly, if I look back at my life at 40 and wish that I could have made a change and I never did it, something's wrong. Like it, I'm not, I'm not going to live that life. So taking risks isn't bad. It's about taking a calculated risk. It's not quitting your job today with no plan tomorrow. It's about knowing you're not happy in the job you're in and starting to build the platform or the foundation of the plan so that you are ready to take that jump. And it's a calculated risk that you got all the information down before you just jumped in. And I think a lot of people get so caught up about jumping right in right away instead of realizing it's not bad. It doesn't mean that if you take the risk, you're going to fail. It means just make sure you're doing a calculated risk so that the likelihood of failing isn't very high at all. You know what I mean? I love that. It's so interesting. You had such a safe nine to five. You know what I mean? And it was I had a secure job. I had pension. I had all those things wow. people wanted. But it wasn't fueling your soul. No. And that's what you realized. But it's good yeah. that you went through that to experience, okay, this is safe. But I, it's not, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. But also I would have never known if it wasn't for saying yes to the opportunities going back to that comment, because when I was working that full-time job, I had said at this point, I wanted to do something more into like creative world, but I didn't know how. And then it's like, I started saying that out loud. And by the way, there is power in words saying things out loud. There's a lot of power in words. So stop wow. saying negative things and only positive. But I started saying I wanted change. And it was like, when, I started working with the artist Mel XD. She literally came out of nowhere, maybe like a month after I had said that I was consistently saying that, like, I need change. I want something in creative. And that opportunity came up. And I, in the moment when I got asked, I was like, Oh, I have a full-time job. I'm in school. I don't know if I can balance it. That's a lot. And, and literally my roommates, like Stephanie, just say, yes, just say yes. Just think. And I said, yes. And look where it's taken me. I left that job. I'm not not doing that anymore. I mean, fully what I love. And if it wasn't for me saying yes to that one position of, okay, do you want to do a choreography piece for an artist? I would never have gone on tour to France. I would have never been somewhere that I'd seen the world to be like, oh my God, this is the events I want to be in. This is where I need to be. But I didn't know. 
it was way beyond my brain because all I, I wanted was like somebody to like, let me make up a dance for them at the beginning. Just let me be creative. And then that turned into all this to be where I am now. So I think it's very much about learning to say yes and also not being afraid, but just let things fall into place and trust that the universe and God has you. Like just be there and show up and trust that God is taking care of you if you're giving this 100% and your heart is in the right place, you know? Always thinking of others, always giving to others, always trying to give what God gave you as a purpose. Go ignite that. Let the world see it because that's what you're good at, you know? Yes! Yes, yes, yes. All of that. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, Seb! You're literally unbelievable. <laughs> Incredible. Thanks, oh. I honestly, it's you. So thank you. you oh just my God. I'm so right happy in. that I could even have this platform and I started the show. I know, me too. I'm so happy for oh, everything so that this is going to build. Mm. Yay. And everyone's going to be like, this is Marty Florence. Do you remember her when you were watching her like this? Do you remember her? Because now look, now look where she is. Same with you. <laughs> yes. So to many, oh here's to the future of all of us entrepreneurs and all the six. That's we're about to take off. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Anybody watching, listening, you can do this. Look, look, yep. you take the right steps. You learn, you meet the people, you put your best heart and soul and passion and hard work out there and anything's possible. Mm -hmm. Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. Thank you so, so, so much for being on my show. Thank you for having me. It was so nice to be able to chat. And I hope that somebody gets inspired by this, you know, so that we are able to see many more people do this. And for all you know, we're going to have somebody who elevates this entire interview one day into their own version of it because they saw yours. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Oh, I love you so much. Thank you again. I love you too. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to see where this goes. Yes. All of your experience, all your knowledge. Incredible. Like, yes. And if you guys ever have a question, you can always message one of us. We are reachable over social media because that's what the world has given us now. I'm so. going to post all Stephanie's links. I'm going to post them all so you can find her and keep following her, reach out to her, and keep being inspired. Yeah. Love it. Okay, well, you have a wonderful day. Thank you for having me. And I hope everybody who's watching this enjoys the rest of their day and hopefully goes and starts Sticky note in the wall, because that's what I always do. Sticky notes for Sticky everyone. Sticky note that wall. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. All right. Well, you have a wonderful wow. day. Have a great day. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Thank you.